0: Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Thriving Adoptees podcast. So today, I'm delighted to be joined by a fellow adoptee. We need more adoptees on the show. So if you're listening, you're an adoptee, and you'd like to come on and have a chat, then get in touch with me, Simon at thrivingadoptees.com. Um, we have loads of adopted parents, but so I'm, you know, I'm always delighted to have a fellow adoptee. Um, and welcome to the show. Really looking forward to today's uh, conversation.
1: Me too, Simon. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah so as well as being um an adoptee uh Emily is also an author and when i spoke to her about a month or so ago she was talking about her book the gathering page gathering place uh and i i bought it and uh, i bought it on audible and um, because i love i love listening to audios when i'm walking the dog you know and ironing and all sorts of things i i can I find that's the only time I actually find, other than when I'm on vacation, to read books. Um, so uh, we're gonna. It, it, it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic book, and it looks it looks like a bio. It looks like a biography. It looks like a story. Um, but reading it, I thought it was incredibly inspirational and empowering because. The learnings that that uh, that Emma's had over the years are things that I really rock, rock, resonated with me, rocked my world, and I think I, I think it's an excellent book to understand some really common themes within the and, and, and challenges that as adoptees face. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, a few of the themes that that really stood out for me as I was listening to the book. So I had to to keep on stopping it and then send a little email to myself to remind me (laughs) about these these things I was going to talk about. So um, uh, it's really, you've you've been really vulnerable in, in the book and you talk about um, you talk uh, about um, addiction and, uh, and how you have come, come through that. Uh, I haven't been through that, but the, uh, the addiction bit that really hit me straight between the ears, I guess, because I was listening to it rather than the eyes, was you said we're addicted to our own way of thinking.
1: Absolutely.
0: So what um, What for? What, I, I thought that is 100% true. That, that I have been and continue to be addicted to my own way of thinking. Perhaps less than I used to be. But yeah, I'm addicted to my own way of thinking. What does that mean to you?
1: Well, I think that just like you said if we're honest we're all addicted to our own way of thinking and i think it requires just that reflective thought of monitoring your own self and seeing you know am i doing this because i'm fearful or am i doing this based on what i really know to be true and i think that for me i had to have a lot of things come right to the very peak the very head of everything in my life to be able to um look fear in the face and say, is this is this story true? And once I started asking those questions, um, I, I gave myself some the chance to give myself honest answers. Yeah. And a lot of things fell away as a result yeah. of that. And I started being less addicted to my own way of thinking.
0: Yeah. So what what thoughts did you used to be addicted to?
1: Okay. Well, here's an example. We're talking about adoptee relinquishing things. Um, I'm a bad baby. Well, th- I had to say, you know, maybe that's implicit in my system in the body keeps the score type of way. Uh, but is it true? And I know that's a core belief that a lot of adoptees have, but through integration of what, you know, what do you want to believe is true? And you have to start maybe integrating those thoughts and saying, that's not true. There's no baby that's a bad baby. even though my body is remembering that feeling that um, when I integrate, I'm able to choose a new pathway. And I'm all about taking choice in my life now versus just going on feeling or going, you know, what I'm addicted to or what my thoughts are. I'm just challenging everything.
2: Yeah. My own, uh, my own um, equivalent to your bad baby thought was my birth mother didn't love
0: me enough to keep me. So, um, therefore, I am unlovable, and I I guess unlovable and bad baby. Uh,
1: Yeah, similarities. A pretty, you
0: know, a pretty close, a pretty close thoughts, aren't they? Um, The word, the the word, story, is one that, that that really stuck out for me because. I came up with this little idiom for this and I guess it's a, it's a, I'll I'll do it. Um, It's a, it's an American in, in an American context. So uh, I, I, I thought I would, I I was listening to the voice in my head. Okay. That told me that a birth mother didn't love me enough to keep me. Right. And I'm unlovable. And I thought I was listening to CNN. (laughs) So I, I thought I was listening to the truth or, uh, I guess in the UK we'd say I, I was listening to the to the BBC, right? Oh, yeah. But I wasn't. I, I was I was listening to, um, I was listening to Comedy Central. I was listening. I, <laughs> I, I was listening to a a work of fiction. I was uh, the story in my head was fiction. It was not fact,
2: uh, and and I think. I think
0: that's that's the, the truth of it. We we don't we don't see the truth. We're addicted to our own way of thinking because we think it's true.
1: Or we've been told it's true and we believed it through our conditioning.
0: Yes, absolutely, conditioning. We, we have been like I, I often think of uh, as kids all kids as um, their brains are like sponges so they soak up whatever's around them so they soak up the good stuff or they soak up the bad stuff or they, they soak up a bit of both but uh, with with this stuff we're talking about clearly we're talking about the bad stuff we are uh, believing what other people say to us um uh, an idea is growing. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> the idea that we're not good enough, the idea that we're a bad baby, the idea that the birth mother didn't love me enough to give me—that is growing and and and, it, and it's festering. It's festering in a way, and it's getting it's getting worse, and it's get and we're believing it more, and it's becoming like a self-fulfilling prophecy for us. Right that we are not good enough. And the, the most interesting point about this, I think that, that I've heard, um, because I've done my spiritual search, searching or my search, search for happiness, whatever you want to call it, I've done that outside the adoption world. I did it with non-adoptees and none of them think that they're good enough either.
1: Right. Yeah, I get you.
0: <laughs> but we as adoptees, we've got incontrovertible evidence because we were given away. And, 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 and of what sort of mother gives their child away? And, you know, and, and how could anybody do that? And all and society says, well, how could they do that? How could they do that? And therefore, we, we internalize it. So. Uh, my, my birth mother didn't love me enough to keep me I'm unlovable or I'm a bad baby or something like that that's that the addiction is the festering of the work of fiction that's in our head and 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 it's got us by the you know it, 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 it's got us by the um yeah it's got us by the short and curlers doesn't
1: it yeah I also feel like that Uh, We're, as adoptees, we're over, we have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, and I know for my own self that I didn't know who else to blame about being relinquished or being adopted, so I blamed myself, and I took on everyone else's sins and thought that I was the one to pay for them, and I was responsible to make everyone else happy, and it wasn't until I figured out that that was a broken story and uh, that I exited that, and that, that was a great relief to figure out that it, I'm not to blame for all of that. I had no say in being adopted or being chosen by my adoptive parents or not becoming the person that they wanted me to be. Uh, none of that was my fault. Yeah. And I was always normal. I was just acting You know, a very normal and abnormal situation, as we all say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sonic, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Um, With your adoptive
0: parents. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't have that. The. The 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 one the breakthrough thought for for me. I was sharing this yesterday with somebody. Um, it's a bit of a, a metaphor of a, 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 a story, right? So back be- between school and um, and, and college, I, I lived in Germany for a while and I worked in a coffee factory. And I, I, I stood by these machines. That, that, so the, the the bricks of coffee, you know, they're like the, the foil-wrapped,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, vacuum-packed bricks of right. coffee. They were on a conveyor belt. And they were coming. They they were coming from the next part of the factory, and they come down in a like um, carousel. And I was I was watching three of these machines, and the, as they came down the carousel, the 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 machine would test whether the vacuum was still intact, because mm-hmm. it's vacuum packed coffee to keep it fresh, right? And um, and if it wasn't, it would punch them. Out of uh, punch them out of the way, okay. And um, if if the if the vacuum had got broken somehow, if it if and, and that didn't happen very often. But otherwise, the the, uh, the the packs, the bricks of coffee would move along the, the conveyor belt, and then they would be put on a like a little bit of a table, and the and the, the box would be automatically, robotically wrapped around them. So there was a box of twelve. 12 bricks of coffee, right? When I got my adoption file and realized that the adoption, the adoption plan was made before I was born, I realized, well, it wasn't the fact that I was a, a, ba- a bad baby, right? That she took one look at me and then rejected me, like the coffee machine, the, 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 that, that coffee machine Wrapping it rejects it rejects
2: the bad bricks. Mm -hmm.
0: So it 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 didn't. She she didn't. She didn't take. She'd planned to do this before she'd seen me. It wasn't that she didn't like me.
1: Right. That
0: she didn't love me. Um. That was that was the the kind of story that came to my head. But what? What do you mean? An overdeveloped um, sense of responsibility. Sense of repert- yeah. What do you mean? Uh, by that? Can you give well, me an example on that? Here's kind a of good going?
1: example. Yeah. In yeah. a therapy session with my counselor, I was sitting on a couch, and there was a clock across the room, a wall clock, and it fell off onto the the floor and crashed. And my first response was to say, "I'm sorry." as if I had anything to do with that clock falling off the wall. So I'm always the first to, well, in my past, I was the first to always apologize for things that I had no control over. And it took me learning the serenity prayer to only accept what, you know, my side of the street and what I'm responsible for. I had nothing to do with that clock falling, but my innate, internal response was i'm responsible for that i'm so sorry and i've had to work on that really hard to get rid of that to only accept what's mine and let others take care of what's theirs
0: yeah see i said i didn't feel that but when you when you shared the example i'm a practical guy rather than a theoretical i asked you for the example because i get i I learn more through examples than i learn from theory Uh uh-huh Um, So theoretically, I don't think, oh, no, no, I'm not like, I'm not like that. But then, yeah, I can, I can see there a bit of that in me, you know. Um, It's a bit like,
2: um, I don't know. It's those implicit
1: thoughts. Sorry? It's not, it's implicit. It's not, it's pre-verbal. It's things that, you know, people show you that aren't, uh, It's maybe in body language or the way someone looks at you and you automatically respond in a certain way. It doesn't really have rational thought behind it, but you're still, it's still driving your bus. So let's say my bad baby example, Um, whether I'm in tune with it or aware of it or not, unless I do some work around it, I'm doing things in my life based on that I'm a bad baby you know, making a bad choice here, making a bad choice there. And it all stems back from that core issue that I haven't dealt with. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And implicit means you're you're not aware of it. Now explicitly, if I said, Simon, you look really tan today. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I put right in front of you, but implicitly, if I were, you know, turn my back to you and, uh, you thought, wow, there's something wrong there, but I can't put my finger on what it is.
2: So I gave you a feeling or something implicitly. So um,
0: how how do we break through of, how how do we break through from these? Some uh, damn hard
2: (laughs) work.
1: Some really damn hard work and being intentional about, you know, getting to the bottom uh, and questioning yourself, dismantling, deconstructing previous conceived ideas of what you've always thought to be true. And if you don't challenge those thoughts, then you're just going to stay addicted to your way of thinking or addicted to your struggle because you're too afraid to do anything else. But if you're intentional about, dang it, I want to get to the bottom of this and figure it out. And I want to. In I think when my ball started rolling in that direction, that's when I experienced joy. Because the clouds started clearing, and I was able to connect dots I'd never been able to connect before. Confusion was just dissipating, and it was where the magic started happening. Happening.
0: Yeah. So this, I I, I love that. Um. Can you, ten, can, you, can you sense a bot coming? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when you say, uh, I, I, the, 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 I think the, the biggest one for me is that the intentional part. That. That's the, the bit that most resonated with me and being intentional about it. So I'm intentional about learning more about stuff like this sort of stuff. and what does that mean that means that i listen to podcasts and listen to audio books whilst i'm walking the dog and um, driving in my car so i'm intentional about it it's not it, it doesn't it's not happening by accident so uh, and um, and i'd say challenging i would say yeah i'm i'm open or more open than I used to be, because I think it's degrees of openness. You know, so somebody, a, a, a friend recently um, is struggling. I, I, I feel that he's struggling. I asked him, I as in with mental health, um, and I asked him and it's just, and I, I said to him, if you, if you ever want to talk about this, you haven't been quite yourself recently. I sent him a te- little text because I knew he'd shut me down straight away if I rang him about it or did it face to face. So I sent him a text, thought I'd like, give him a breathe, bit of breathing room. Um, you haven't been yourself recently. Um, if, you chat, if, you ever, if you ever want to chat, if you ever want to chat. So I took him, I was future, giving him a future option, right? Not right now. And he came back, straight back. No, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> right? And, uh, and, a, and a year on, that, that was a year ago. And, and he, he hasn't, he's still struggling um and he's still he's he doesn't realize it he hasn't he hasn't got enough kind of self-awareness to to realize what's going on right so uh, whereas i would say yeah i perhaps i used to be a little less closed a little bit more closed down and a little bit more open i'm i'm open to, to stuff i think like, oh, all right yeah oh you th- you think you think what's up I, i'm ring the guy up and say, think, oh, so, so what, what, if it was me, I'd be saying, so what, what I haven't noticed this. I, pro- I don't know where to say this. I don't know if anybody ever says this to me. I'd say, uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm struggling with some stuff at the moment. Um, have you been through anything like this? Can you shed any light on it? So the, um, the, the hard work one, you said hard work.
2: Mm -hmm. uh hard work uh what
0: what do you mean by that
1: well I guess I can only say for myself I had to get to that fork in the road and I was so addicted to my own struggle and for me it was alcohol and I had to choose life over death because the path I was on was I I was self-sabotaging to the extent that I wasn't going to last much longer and I didn't know which way I was going to go to tell you the truth but something clicked in me I got counseling I went to AA um, I had to go through detox and through that I was just on my knees I had no other option I had to disintegrate to that point to make a choice to be willing to be willing to change.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was doing things in small increments, but the more I challenged all my thoughts in every area of my life, which included adoption, and it included my thoughts about the holy mystery of God and um, of gender roles, of racism, uh, everything. And through that, I was able to, st- you know, just start putting the pieces back together in a way that I was more reflective about life, questioning myself all the time, all the time. Of is that what I think to be true? And you know, and I had to start listening to people I respected, like Father Richard Rohr, um, or Rob Bell. I don't know if you've heard of the Rob Cast. Um, just more of an inclusive thought about life instead of being, you know, my team's better than your team. My, my team is the winner, so sad you're the loser. And I think a lot of us had that mentality
2: of my country's better than yours.
0: Sorry about that, listeners. We had a little bit of a, a, a glitch there, the, uh, the, the Wi-Fi went down. So, um, Emma, you were talking about, uh, you were talking about the, uh, the, the Robcast and you were thinking about, uh, this kind of, uh, animosity and, um, thinking that out you said that, you know, our country is better than yours. And then, uh, we got that bit. So,
1: right. Uh, so I, I kind of collected all of that research that I'd been looking at and, tried to ask myself what I felt to be true um, and through all of that pasting myself back together and, and realizing, you know, here, let's talk about the bad baby thing again. What I reconciled is that I believe that life wants life. And so how could I have been born uh, and been a bad baby if, you know, life wanted me to be here. It's a miracle any of us are here. Yeah. And so through all this research and repasting and uh, re uh, you know, constructing order disorder, reorder, I was able to um, come out. I feel like I'm coming out of the other side. I'm in the process of being a thriving person in all areas of my life. And it's where I feel the magic is. It's where the joy is.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. You know, I love that. Um, As you were talking about the truth, uh the um uh, byron katie to mind Have you you've done her stuff
1: i've heard of her yes
0: yeah katie okay. um so is this true do i know this is true in the turnaround um it's it's a really uh yeah doing the work is it called the book um i've i've read i've read a couple of her books uh, uh-huh. I, yeah i i think it's it's a very What's the word? Deceptively deep exercise. Um, doing the work, it, 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 you can do it at one level, or you can do it with a, a, a incredible profundity. And what strikes me is that what you've done has has had incredible uh, prof- profundity, and it has been hard work. Uh, the whole the whole thing. I when you said hard work, I thought you were meaning the, the, um, the kind of the, the epiphany moments were hard work uh, rather than the whole process. So I, that was just me mishearing it, I think.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: well, you know, Simon, I think you would probably agree that it take, it's a lot harder work to stay stuck where you are and keep paying the same price learning the same lessons over and over again than to do your work be reflective accept the invitation of showing up in your life the way you want to I think that in the long run that's a lot easier
0: yeah for sure yeah Um, the
1: payoff is so much greater
0: payoff is so much greater and I love that phrase I've, I've written that down um life wants life I think that's
1: Yes, life uh, wants life. It's so simplistic, but it's it's abs- it's the absolute truth.
0: It's the truth, yeah. And you you preempted me. Um, you by mentioning the holy mystery halfway through. Um, your 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 last comment. Yeah. What, what's what's the holy mystery?
1: I believe that that comes from my ideas of when I deconstructed the whole idea of what I was imagining God or our Maker, whatever you know, spiritual uh, being you want to call it. I had made that spirit be so small (laughs) because I, from my conditioning, you know, thinking of God as being the old man upstairs with the long beard and maybe being a little more like a, a dad that you're in trouble with. And so when I really started thinking of, I don't think that that's how I feel about the Holy mystery. I feel that spirit is more about a web of everything being connected. Everything is spiritual. Everything um, has relationship. And I think that's why connectedness is a lot. uh, You know, adoptees thrive on that. When we find our community and I know that's that's true for human beings in general, but adoptees, I feel like that's where I'm finding a lot of healing and validation is through our community. But that's what I think of a, a holy mystery.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so you the whole, the there's a couple of things that I want to break them down into into two bits so. I think we'll deal with the, the bit that's perhaps a little bit more straightforward first. Um, yeah,
2: healing in community. And
0: we were talking before about recording, the recording, about being selective about the communities that we join because some of the stuff out there on social media is, isn't healing, is it? It's, True. It's, 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 it's trauma bombing or trauma yeah. dumping um, and it's it, there's no light at the end of the tunnel of, of some of the stuff that we see out there on, um, on, on, on social media so we have to be kind of selective about well this, this is just my take I want to learn from somebody that's ahead of me on the journey
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not somebody that's even at the same stage at me um, right. or, or behind me on, on, the, on the journey. It's like you wouldn't want to learn French from somebody whose French was worse than yours, would you? <laughs> Correct. But there seems to be quite a lot of influences out there uh, uh, Adoptees who are still really struggling, and but they seem to attract people that are where they're at, and it makes um, it that makes me really sad. Makes me sad that they're struggling because I don't want anybody to struggle. Right. And it makes me even sadder that people are you know, like, like attracts, like, and uh,
2: mm-hmm. people. And so, we're
0: all on our
1: journey at one yeah. stage or point, as you know, from another. So I know that it took me a while. I got stuck in, you know, rabbit holes and things like that. Um, but I think that, I don't know, I feel I have a personal responsibility um, to maybe help others now instead of being always the one to ask for help, um, yeah. and that's the twelfth. That's the twelfth step of the AA program, where yeah. you give yeah. back to others what was so freely given to you. But I'm thankful that I became an alcoholic because through the twelve-step program, I was able to work my way through those steps to find just, you know, a more self-awareness, self-actualization, I guess you might say, of how to deal with life in general. And they call it emotional sobriety.
2: Yeah.
0: Emotional sobriety, that's great, isn't it?
1: Just, yeah, or just emotional it. intelligence or, you know, just being, taking that pause, like I think we were talking about earlier, you take a pause instead of being re- reactive all the time. And so then you're more present in your life versus just being like a puppet of you're going to be triggered by anything and everything or choose to stay stuck in where you are because you're just too fearful to move anywhere
0: else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to the, uh, have you read the Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey? Book?
1: Oh, love that book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, somebody talked mentioned it recommended it to me yesterday. So I've been reading it while uh, listening to it today. Um, yeah. And uh, that's what, if if you're interested in understanding the brain science behind that, um, yes. the you, the 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 puppet. Use the word puppet. You know we're puppets because mm-hmm. it, it, Bruce Perry describes this as, as you know it's the um, the signal is transmitted or the thought it, it originates in the brain stem which is. Uh, as he puts it, the dumbest part of our brain.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes,
0: and um, that's that's when we are re- reacting um, without thought. So we're reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a great mentor of mine a few years ago made a very simple distinction between reacting and responding. So the reacting is the the knee-jerk reaction, no right. thought. Coming from the bottom part of the brainstem, um, and that's the kind of the fight or flight bit, isn't it? Um, yeah. Versus okay. responding, which is
1: more contemplative.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. So the other bit that you were talking about the holy mystery was you were talking about you. You thought I think you like you. It, if I was trying to sum it up, you'd reduce God to the the, the angry dad in the sky with the white beard.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh-huh. you I think is that what you said? You kind of you, you, yeah. you narrowed it down. So if if that's at the narrow end, of, if that's at the narrow end of the of the wedge what's at the other end of the (laughs) the wedge?
1: Wow, there's a question for you. I guess that's where I come in with the idea, think of a web, how everything is connected to everything else and everything has impact on everything else. Um, And I just think life in general is based on relationship whether you're talking about humans relating to each other or you're talking about atoms and molecules, it all depends on relationship. And the holy mystery to me is just uh, the entire you know, production of an ever-expanding universe. And we're all connected to that. And, and I choose to, to be thrilled about that and feel it and respond in my life to that invitation to be part of it
0: yeah, as you were uh, as, as you were talking, um, a little thing came to my mind that I saw a couple of weeks ago. So I was I've um, been on um, on holiday in Greece and walking to to have a swim each morning, a walk through down a, a road that was that's been cut out of a pine forest and. There were two pine trees within about 10 foot of each other. And one branch had actually grown from one of these trees um, horizontally and was actually embedded in the other one. So instead of being two separate trees, it was like a a letter H, a capital letter Mm -hmm. H. Uh-huh. With a crossbar between two trees.
1: Yes. I'm visualizing that right yeah. now.
0: <laughs> and I I've never seen anything like that before.
1: They probably became interdependent upon each other, too.
0: Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That the 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 because the the web of relationships and the expanded universe that sort of Big yeah. picture thinking sometimes blows my mind. So, this little practical thing that I saw is mm-hmm. kind of yeah, like that really
2: know. speaks
1: to it. That speaks directly to it.
0: Yeah, and it's just a little baby step way of, um, of me taking it. So, let's let's go into this. Let's go into this. The expanded expanded universe of relationships and the webs uh, the, the, the web. What we don't mean the World Wide Web. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, how, how did you come to that? How, how did you come to that realization? Do you remember?
1: Um, I, I do believe it was when I read The Cosmic Christ from Richard Rohr.
2: Right.
1: He's a, uh, an American friar. I'm not a Catholic, but he's a priest um, or a father. And Anyway, his idea is all that inclusiveness and that you just can't discount one thing without the other, that it's all connected. Um, And it can't be my team. You know, it kind of goes back to tribal of where my tribe's better than yours and you do things like that. So we're just gonna make sure that we're not nice to you Um, it's just a very small way of thinking but when you think about the web and that everything thrives and uh, expands upon the other everything's necessary yeah I mean even the bad stuff and I hate to think of it that way but you need contrast to be able to know if you've if something is good versus bad you have to have some kind of contrast of yeah, I've experienced something good. So I kind of know that this thing is not great. Yeah. And then know all the gradients in between. That's kind of like, you know, on a spectrum of being able to think uh, uh non-dualistically is what Richard Rohr says, or not black and white. You see the shades of gray. Yeah. And it all matters. It all goes together. It's all a whole. And that's integration.
2: Yeah. Fascinating.
1: You know, I talk a lot about my parts in the book. I I, uh meet my different earlier parts of myself. And I had to invite them all. It wasn't that, oh, I really hate that part. I don't want that part to show up. No, everyone's welcome. Everyone's invited. And which is not to say that you can't refine yourself and choose whether you want to have, you know, something remain the same or not. but everyone was welcome.
2: Yeah, and
1: they all played their very integral parts in the whole thing, in the whole system.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, we're not—we're not supposed to do dead air on podcasts, you know. Uh, <laughs> you just took me into a deep, play, deep, deep okay. place, Emma. So that's that's good. That's good. Um, I told you,
1: I'm a better writer than I am a speaker.
0: Wow. <laughs> I think you're making a pretty good fist of it um the you, you used it with non uh, non-dualistic have, have you heard of a guy called uh did i mention this guy before when we spoke last time a guy called rupert spira? rupert spira oh
1: is he the one that you sent me a video of
0: a youtube yeah i can't remember Yeah,
1: he was awesome i i really enjoyed that yeah
0: he he's the guy i'm listening to all the time at the moment or watching his youtube well, I listen to the YouTube videos when I'm walking the dog, or I listen to his podcast. Yeah, it, so he's into this thing called uh, non non-duality, which is yes um, the 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 essence of all the essence of all great religions before they got um, corrupted, right? If uh,
1: and, and actually,
0: that might that might that might, um, that might I might get some nasty stuff about that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the origins he's, he talks about the origins of all, all, all religions. Right. Yeah, uh, that we we are we are one, and uh, when we are one, he he describes the or he defines the fact of our oneness that we all want. He, he defines that as love. Mm-hmm. The experience of his love is the experience of, 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 of oneness and the
2: uh, the opposite of, what does he, yeah, uh, love and peace. So there's no there's no war when we're all one. There's no conflict. Mm-hmm. We can disagree without
0: enmity, without yeah anger towards one another.
1: Yeah, that's that's really huge. I mean, it just made me think of something that I've discovered recently about um, conflict is necessary in a good relationship. <laughs> it, if my past was okay. Conflict, I guess I better leave now. Um, and that's not true. And that's something I've been working on. Of healthy conflict just strengthens a relationship, regardless of if you know any kind of relationship, whatever you're talking about, yeah. it's necessary. It's growth.
0: So, do you, do you mean conflict or do you mean disagreement?
1: Uh, you're right. Yeah, just any differing opinion.
0: Difference. Yeah. Difference. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Any difference. Difference. And we don't always need people just telling us we're spot on and you're terrific. You're awesome. <laughs> Sometimes we do need to hear an opposing view to get perspective.
0: Yeah. But it's a it's a pose, it's an opposing view without um without uh yeah. We not we're agreeing view. to disagree.
1: Right, not tearing down.
0: Not tearing, tearing down. down.
1: Uh huh.
0: Yeah. So, have you got any more thoughts on the Holy Mystery?
1: Hmm. Um, the word <laughs> being grateful came to my head, but I know that with a lot of adoptees, uh, we've made that you know somewhat we've changed the meaning of that word. But um, I'm also a, an alcoholic in recovery, and so, if I didn't agree to being grateful, if I don't feel that gratitude um for a lot of different things, I feel like I could stay addicted to my struggle, and i don't I choose not to do that. So yeah. the Holy mystery helps me keep choosing every day to be grateful, not toxic positivity, but you know. And not to ignore the things that do need to be changed. I'm very much about social justice and, you know, reform. Um, but I also, I, I'm choosing um, that new path.
2: Yeah. I got accused of that toxic positivity. Um, There's a
1: huge difference, I think.
0: Yeah. Isn't it not isn't toxic positivity in the eye of the person that hears it rather than, sorry, in the ears of the person that hears it rather than the, the voice of the person that says it?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it could be both ways. I see what you're okay. saying. Um, but I feel like toxic positivity means that you, the person saying it is in denial of things that are present and very real in, you know, consensual reality. So then you're telling a false story just to make it happy.
2: Yeah. I,
0: I, I think I'm I'm, thinking I'm a bit lost there. I don't, I'm not as bright as you on that. Oh, <laughs> no. um, Well, the
1: toxic would label it already.
0: Can you give me an example? False. Could you give me an example um, of, 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 of what? that could be okay
1: okay well here's a personal thing Um, I'm very much in knee deep or waist neck deep actually in uh, trying to care for my elderly parents Um, I'm trying to orchestrate all the caregivers all the medications all the doctors being in charge of their finances their taxes it just goes on and on now if I were just to say oh, you know, I just feel like that's what I'm led to do. And I'm so happy to be there for them. And while a certain amount of that is true, I also have the ability to say, this is freaking killing me. And uh, it's a little bit selfish to ask someone else to prop you up and, and not, uh, you can't pull everyone else down with you. Oh gosh, I know this isn't making any sense. It's just a very difficult situation, and if I tried to just put a total positive spin on it, it just, it would be a lie.
0: Yeah, it would be a lie, yeah.
1: I don't like lying.
0: I, I No, no, me neither. Um, I, was, I was brought up pretty strong on the truth, uh, and uh, that, gets, that gets me into trouble sometimes because I, I say things. Yeah, it's a
1: hard road to take, Simon. To take. Telling the truth is... The Road Less Traveled, which is one of the first inspirational books I ever read.
0: All oh, right, now I've, I've remember that. that one. I, I've heard a l- lot of quotes from it over the years, but I've never actually read it.
1: Yeah, by someone named Scott. I think Scott is in his name. I can't remember. The Road Less Traveled.
0: Yeah, Scott Peck or something. So,
1: that's so it. Yep, that's it.
0: So, um, for me, the 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 holy mystery is is all of what you said uh, you know that oneness stuff mm-hmm. uh, um we're all one um i think the web is a great metaphor for it uh you know we we are the universe i don't know i if 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 if, if it's all one then then there is There is no two. So we are the the universe as well as the whole shebang. Does that make any sense?
1: Yes, it does.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And that is, you know, mind-bending for me sometimes.
1: Yeah, Um, definitely. It's a much bigger picture, right?
0: Yeah. Lots more perspective. The the holy mystery for me is is that is also that that um, that new idea, that new thought, that insight, that perspective shift, that epiphany. The holy mystery is so we live in a
2: world that. Um,
0: kind of worships mindset mm-hmm. psychology yeah w- w- worships mindset and psychology and if i if i just take this away from adoption for a while uh, for an example is you know if you i don't know if you're are you into do you watch any sport i'm not a big sports fan, but occasionally I'll watch a bit of sport. i watch some rugby or something like that. Do you ever watch it? Yeah, not, not
1: much for me, not I'm much afraid. For no.
0: Whenever, um, so, it, you know, it, it, the, England are playing Scotland at rugby, right? So the, it, the match starts at two o'clock. They'll have an hour's uh, debate about what the, what's going to happen in the match and then they'll, they'll have, um, then have the match uh, and then they'll have a, a, you know, a commentary going on all the way through. Then they'll have a, a load of analysis at, 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 um, at half-time, and then the match continues, the commentary continues. And about 80%, and, so the, and the, the different commentators and the, and the pundits, they're all uh, ex-rugby players, right? So they know what they're talking about. But uh, uh, they only talk about rugby for maybe twenty percent of the time.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: talk about the 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 team's mindsets uh, mm-hmm. probably eighty percent of the time. Uh, so the, it, it's all the big worshipping of mindset and psychology, and and, and they're, they're trying to plumb the depths of this, and oh, they've got home advantage. That you know they've been beaten three times on the last outings. Will they come back from it? it it's all this big psycho drama, right? Um, and and it, it's all it's all perfectly rational. None of them agree with one another. Uh, they have all got different points of view, but it's all yeah. it's all very rational, right? So we're worshiping <laughs> thought. They're addicted to their thought too.
2: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: They're addicted to their thought. But the holy mystery is um when you've been uh when our thinking has been like this for 30 years and suddenly something clicks and we see the world differently. Yes. And ev- everything, every psychologist that I ever hear, I always think. They're really plausible, but we're not our thoughts,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Why are we trying to change our thoughts? Because thoughts don't think, do they?
1: No. <laughs> no?
0: We've got to go upstream of the thoughts, we're upstream of the thoughts to the 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 holy mystery of who we are, or mm-hmm. or the um, or the unknowing. We've, you, you know, we've got to be open to changing our thought. I, I know people that have gone to kind of personal development things and they've been so challenged that they've left. Yeah. that crack cracking their
1: denial, maybe.
0: Well, yeah. Um, and and I, I, I've... Sat in some of those things and and you know asked asked the presenters to explain what they mean and, and challenge challenge what they say uh, and thought about oh uh, yeah so this this is another one that's a non it's, it's a non adoption comment so I was doing a, a small business and entrepreneurs course and. Two people sat at the front of the, uh, or stood at the front of the, the, and they were supposed to be like our course tutors, and one was an accountant, and the other one was somebody that used to work as a senior executive in a large business, and and they were explaining, oh yeah, they were they were explaining that qualification, that that um, that, those experiences that they had. As, as why they were good business mentors for small business. And I thought, well, no, these, these, we're all one man bands here or one woman bands. And we're just starting off. Uh, and so, what I want to, 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 who I want to hear from is somebody that started small and then grown their own business. And then they can help me, mentor me, and do something. Not somebody that's worked in corporate and worked the way up not somebody that's gone from university into a large accountancy firm and worked their way up there. Right. I want, I want to, I, but I didn't walk out. I just thought that the, these people aren't the best people to be. Right. To teaching this stuff. And, and then, you know, they gave an, ex, and, and, and then they gave an example of how to test, test demand for a, a product. And they gave this a, you know, bearing in mind, we're all, One man, bands, entrepreneurs. The the example that the woman gave was somebody uh, spending three million dollars on a an ad break for um, uh, during the Super Bowl to (laughs) to to see whether people bought a new product. And I just thought that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I, but I I stayed the course, and uh, I stayed stayed the course all the way through, and just took what I could do, it. I didn't I didn't kind of walk out. Um, <laughs> so I took us down a bit of a side, a side street there. Um, <laughs> so the holy mystery for me is where does you know, that that moment of change that insight. Um, and that's what the thriving adopters podcast is all about. It's about yeah. the interviewing people about the insights that they've had along their adoption journey, uh, in the hope that that catalyses more insights among the listeners. And that's, that's what I'm always trying
2: to, to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to finish off by asking you one, uh, one more
0: question, uh, and then I'll, I'm going to ask you something different. But um, <laughs> um, another quote that really strung up uh, stood out for me so 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 we've talked about um addicted to our own way of thinking and for me the and then we talked about the holy mystery and for me the holy mystery is when we have what breaks what breaks our addiction um to our way of thinking uh or what breaks our addiction Mm -hmm. and 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 it is a mystery um but if we stay the course and we persist with it. We persist in the hard work. We keep on going on through the keep on riding with through the challenges, and we're always doing this intentionally. Then we find ourselves out of the darkness into the light. You you also talked about the fact that I love this quote: "Oak trees need need wind to grow strong roots."
2: Mm, what, yeah.
0: What what does that well, well, I think
1: I think that goes back to the comment that I said a little earlier, I think about we all need contrast because if we didn't have uh, anything to gauge, you know, kind of have a barometer on of what makes something good or medium or great, terrific, uh, how would we even know? And I think you know, for a tree, they depend. It's a relationship again, with the wind. Because if it didn't have that constant force, then it wouldn't, the tree wouldn't uh, have the strong roots. So it's, it's dependent upon the wind, ah. which is kind of an interesting way to look at it.
0: Yeah. And you've reminded me of a question that came to my mind that I didn't ask you earlier on. Um, so you said that you were, did you say that you were grateful that you'd been an alcoholic?
1: I'm very grateful because it's what um, brought me to my knees to have that epiphany moment of wanting a different life, wanting to make different choices. And if I didn't have something that dramatic, I, I feel like I would have just continued on in a low grade, low vibrational way of, you know, just being mediocre and not figuring anything out. Yeah. And I needed something so dramatic to stop me dead in my tracks to say enough of this. This is not what I want. Yeah. And other people have that, too, but they still choose something different. So I, I don't know. I can't tell you what the but difference that's is.
0: That's the holy mystery.
1: That's the holy mystery. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> and we have to we have to. Uh... Yeah.
1: And, you know, we, have we, to did... de-
0: we have to decode the mystery yeah. for ourselves. But when we talk about our own decoding, it often doesn't make any sense to anybody.
1: Right. And I feel like we're all offered that invitation. And it's up to us. We have choice of whether we want to accept or decline or ignore. And if you ignore, then you're basically choosing. Yeah.
0: Well, I think if people are still listening now, they're they're pretty open. So um, uh, I I would make a suggestion if you're still feeling open, uh, listeners, (laughs) Um, and that would be suggestion would be to um, click on the link below and uh, in in the show notes to Emma's book, The Gathering, The Gathering Place. Yeah.
1: Yes. Gathering
0: Place. Yeah. and um, and see if it uh, see if it uh, ring see if the blurb on uh, Amazon and uh, other bookshops are available as they say. Um, see if it makes sense, and uh, that I think that would probably be my final thing, other than to say, Emma, is there a question that you'd like me to have asked, or you'd like to ask me uh-huh. uh, before we wrap it up?
1: Um, okay, here's one, Simon. <laughs> how do you know when you're in your true self versus your false self?
0: Um, I'm in the flow. Yeah, I've not got a lot on my mind. It's not about mindset. I don't. Yes. I don't. I don't want. A, I don't want a mind that is set. I want. I want a mind that is empty. I want, I, I, I want my mind to be blown. Yes. I want my mind to be blown and I want to be living in the holy mystery and, and, uh, and, and, and feeling good. I don't want a lot on my mind. Life is better when I have less on my mind. Psychology, uh, spirit, the holy mystery always... Um, Trump's psychology or mindset, for me,
1: right? Those are all just tools uh, for us to learn from, but not to make final decisions about. Right? It's good information, but uh, it's not the end all.
0: No, it's it's a pointer to the holy mystery. Yeah. So, so my. My approach is to explore the holy mystery because I've spent a lot of time um, using the tools and the, the tools help me along my way, but they're kind of,
2: they're in the past. They can be the
1: restrictive too, right? They can be so limiting if you just say, well, the you know, psychology says this and not think of outside the box. You need to well, thinking is,
0: as a, as, a, a, as a, a great mentor of mine, Richard Wilkins, says, thinking is the box.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So if if we are addicted to our if if we are addicted to our own way of thinking, then we are in the box.
2: Here's, here's one for you. Um, well, that the, the uh, our
0: our limiting beliefs about ourselves are the prison that mm. keeps us confined.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: When, but when, but then, when we realise there's no such thing as limiting beliefs, I I I put this. This is a bit of a, a weird one, right? I'll I just try it, you. Um, the idea that there is such a thing of limiting beliefs is, in fact, a limiting belief.
1: <laughs> right. What are they made
0: of what are limiting beliefs made of? They're just made of thought. Well, we're not our thoughts, so got to go upstream of the thoughts to the holy mystery that's thinking them.
1: Yeah, that's just ever expanding. There is no end. It's infinity. Indeed. And we can actually connect with that. Yeah. We have that ability.
2: Yeah. We do. Mm -hmm.
0: Especially fantastic way out people like you and me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Sorry, uh, we've if we've if we've lost you ladies and gentlemen i apologize for that <laughs> maybe we've been a bit self indulgent but um hey um, i i was really looking forward to this uh, this this um uh, this interview this this conversation uh and and it and it's by far uh, exceeded my uh, expectations and uh yeah the holy mystery that's that's what it is so Uh, thank you so much Simon thank you and uh, thank you to listeners Um, and we will speak to you again
2: very soon bye bye